Welcome to the 11th episode of the Void of Literature. I'm Nick and this is Elijah. Today we will be discussing Animal Farm by George Orwell. Quickly before we start today, we are drinking creme brulee, which is a tea from T2. It is, as the name suggests, quite a sweet tea. With I taste cinnamon, but I know Nick always goes against my taste of cinnamon. You taste cinnamon too much. But anyway, um, I think, yeah, the sweetness helps take the bitterness off it because it's a black tea, so there's always a bit of bitterness. It's a bit like Melbourne Breakfast, which we've done on this podcast before, but it's definitely sweeter. Also, here's the blurb from Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Mr. Jones of Manor Farm is so lazy and drunken that one day he forgets to feed his livestock. The ensuing rebellion under the leadership of the pigs Napoleon and Snowball leads to the animals taking over the farm. Vowing to eliminate the terrible inequities of the farmyard, the renamed Animal Farm is organised to benefit all who walk on four legs. But as time passes, the ideals of rebellion are corrupted, then forgotten, and something new and unexpected emerges. Alright, let's get started with the 11th episode of The Void of Literature! So Nick, what's so good about Animal Farm? Well, the first thing is that it faces real-world problems. This book is largely political, so it really explains the world really well in a sort of dystopian way, and it shows the problems with the world at that, the time it was written. And it really effectively blends fiction with fact, because while it's trying to get a political point across, it also has fiction to make it more interesting than if it was just a non-fiction book on politics. So that works really well. And also George L. Really, Orwell really wasn't afraid of the backlash because some of his ideas were, would have been quite controversial. And so I think that he did a really good job in writing what he wanted to write rather than what the public wanted him to write. I agree with that. As a lot of the book is some really controversial political stuff that might not have been politically right back in 1944 when it was written. And George Orwell wasn't afraid of the backlash. He just continued writing and didn't care about what uh, anyone said or anything. As the book, as this isn't the only controversial book that he has that is very political. And I think he does a really good job at expressing his ideas. Yeah, like, we see the same fantasy tropes popping up over and over and over again. And this, while it is effective and it gets money, it's not always what, probably what the author actually wanted to write about. It's more the author knew they needed funding and therefore they have to write what the public wants so they get the funding. But it's not really what they want to write. They're writing what the public wants them to write. And George Orwell really expresses himself very well and doesn't give in to public opinion. The second point is that there's great rise of tension. There's great suspense and it really makes you want to keep reading. And this means that the storyline rises and 
continues to rise throughout the whole book. And what I mean by that is that you may have seen a diagram before that a book is like it gradually rises up as you keep going and like as in terms of tension and it really assists the um it actually assists the filler because the filler is more of a break and rather than just oh let's put five pages of words in that i don't really care about it's more of a break from the tension and suspense that's going on so that works really well yeah i agree with that as despite being a political book there is a lot of suspense in the book which makes the book very entertaining to read uh towards the middle as we'll get into later and and i think the book does a really good job at capturing readers despite being political and despite there being a lot of people who want reading to be just a relaxed time and not some politics time yes i agree and adding on to that the ending is great like it really finishes it off well and it really suits the book like there are some books where they need to be resolved but this one is left unresolved and it works really well for the book because it means the reader keeps thinking and it makes it more provoking and um more of like a question asked rather than a question answered so i think george orwell did really well in doing this because he made people keep thinking about his book even if they didn't think good things about his book I agree with that, as it has a good rise of tension in middle, which makes it a really good setup for the end, and the ending was really worth it, as it shows everything that happened and the result of everything, and it is left unresolved, which makes it even better, as it keeps you thinking, despite being political, and maybe people don't want to think about politics. So I think this book does really well in many aspects. But as we always say, no book is perfect. Everything has its flaws. Can you tell us about the failings of Animal Farm, Elydra? As we said earlier, the middle, the tension and the ending are very good. But we missed one part, which was the start. And the start can be a bit boring, despite what the blurb might say about it. The start is actually full of just talking and setup. Though the setup does pay off for a great book. I think the start could have a bit of action instead and made it more entertaining. So I think the start was one major flaw with it. And every time we say the start is bad, of course we say it might deter readers. Yeah. Um, and particularly with this book where the payoff is so great, I think if the reader stops reading, they're really missing out. And I kind of feel bad for them, honestly. And so, George Orwell probably could have done a better job of setting it up, but also still keeping the tension and the action that he has in the middle and the end. And, yeah, I think that he didn't do a great job at that. And as always, I agree with absolutely everything he says. And that's all of the bad stuff. And I wrote it in 8 out of 10. I love the book and all, but there are some bits, mainly the start, that can be a bit boring. 
I'm rating this a 7 out of 10 because the start's a bit slow and also there's, I said the filler was break but there's not different breaks, like what I mean by that is there's not like one break is like filler, one break is like to the cuts to the villains talking or something, like it's not too great like that so I'm only rating it a 7. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember to fill that void. Also, just a reminder, we're still looking for Q&A questions. So if you have any, please send them in.